0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 25th of May. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor, regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you're listening to a podcast wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, you can head on over to MarcusToday.com.au and read the disclaimer there. And, of course, you can catch up with all the other goodies we have on our website as well. It's not just about the email after all. All right, well, an interesting night once again. Aren't they all interesting in the U.S.? Because we saw the snap fall, uh, that massive cratering yesterday of the snap share price, down 43% in the end after it warned about the deteriorating condition of the U.S. economy, at least for the U.S. economy, that they're seeing more in that in Henry's take today. But uh, the Dow Jones closing up, there we go, up 48 points or 0.15%, 31,929, but once again another volatile session. It had a near 700 point trading range, uh, 650, uh, down 515 at one stage and closing up uh 48, but it had a high of 135 points higher so once again we're seeing volatility in the US. Nasdaq though fared pretty badly as you would expect given that fall in snap taking all the other social media companies down with it. Nasdaq down 2.35%, 271 points, 11,264 our closest I guess we have to a social media company here is 360, Life360 360. S&P 500 uh, closed down 0.81, so in the middle for diddle really, down 32 points, 39.41. VIX index up 1 to 29, 3.41% higher. We did get some economic numbers out from the US as well yesterday, which were a little bit on the light side. House uh, new home sales in April down 16.6%. Uh, from the March number, so that was well short of expectations. And we also saw um, some um, declines in flash PMI, showing business expanded at its slowest pace in months in the US. Same applied in the UK as well. So things definitely slowing down in the US. It's a a question of the pace of the slowdown, as it is with the pace of the rises. But uh, we did see uh, JP Morgan, Uh, of course, uh, sees support for equities, and they're talking about $250 billion worth of inflows into the market from rebalancing, but certainly that tech sector under a lot of pressure. SPY futures for our market. We don't have the snaps, the Pinterest, the metas, etc. SPY futures were up 8 points or 0.11%, 7,130. Looking across at commodities, which we have in abundance we had the Brent Crude price up 14 cents to $113.56 US a barrel. WTI, as you would expect, given the US economy seems to be slowing somewhat uh, down a little bit, down 52 cents to $109.77, down 0.47 of a percent. Brent crude up 0.12%. Gold had a good rise last night, up nearly 1%, $17.60. so we might see a little bit of interest creeping back into the gold price. And we did see the iron ore price under a smidge of pressure. And we'll talk a little bit more about steel production in a minute, but the iron ore price down at 0.9% or $1.19 to $133.10. The Aussie, 7108, so slightly above that 71 level. So we are seeing the US dollar come off at the moment. Uh, A little bit of money flowing out of the US dollar and that is uh, enabling the gold price to push ahead and the Aussie dollar to push ahead as well. In other commodities last night, we had copper down 0.8, nickel down 4.3, but that is bouncing around quite a lot at the moment. There's some bit of volatility in that nickel price after that short squeeze that we saw. Aluminium down 1.9, zinc down 0.2, lead down 0.7, ton down 1.1%. Last night, coal had a big uh, Old King Coal was not a merry old soul. Uh, Yesterday, we're seeing a a 9.5% fall in the coal price. And uranium has well and truly come off the boil as well. And other commodities too. Uh, We saw wheat down nearly 3% last night too. In terms of commodity stocks overseas, BHP was up 0.45%. Rio up 0.76%. Freeport, mcmoran down 2.27%. Alcoa down 2.9%. Tech up 0.5, Anglo down 0.8, Glencore 1.25 better, and Vale 1.3% better, Albemarle pretty much unchanged in US trade. Here we have the S&P 500, it drops, it swoons, it rallies, pushing back closing close to its high for the day but still down 0.81 of a percent, but the damage really done in those Nasdaq stocks just to give you a taste of what was damaged. There we have Apple down 1.9%. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, down 7.6%. Google down nearly 5%. Microsoft was the best performing of the stocks on the NASDAQ uh, tech side of things. Anyway, in the big techs, uh, was down only 0.4%. Amazon was down 3.2%. Tesla, nearly 6.9%. Netflix, 3.8%. US banks, Uh, pretty uh, much unchanged and the artist formerly known as Square, now known as Block, was down 9% but it did have a big fall in our market yesterday as well. Twitter down 5.6% too. So those US tech stocks, the behemoths of the tech sector in the social media world, all under serious pressure with that snap share price, well and truly snapped and broken, down 43% in US trade. Major stories yesterday coming out of the UK and Europe and the US. Uh, Stocks uh, finished off their session lows. Bond yields uh, were off and bonds climbing. Money going into those. Option traders position for more equity market selling. The uh, important put-to-call ratio has hit its highest since March 2020. I can't remember what happened in March 2020. Weren't we in the middle of a pandemic? Uh, Commodity funds make a comeback after years out of favor as institutional investors seek hedges against high inflation. That's good for Australia, good for commodities, and could be good for the Aussie dollar as well. U.S. investors bailing on stocks. Purchases by U.S. corporate insiders set to top sales for the first month month since March 2020. Lots of things happened in March 2020. JP Morgan sees support for equity markets from a $250 billion rebalancing flow, adding 10% to equity values by the end of June. And a record, just over two trillion US dollars parked at Fed's overnight reverse repo facility on Monday, underscoring demand for safe haven assets. And some Fed officials are mulling a future rate policy shift, considering the possibility of a rate cut next year. Something that Victor Schwetz from Macquarie talked about uh, and was laughed at uh, earlier this uh, this year, a month or so ago. San Francisco Fed President Daly says Fed can continue hiking rates without causing inflation. Good luck with that, Daly. ECB on course for summer rate liftoff. But Hawks still want option of faster hikes. And China's central bank and banking regulator urges lenders to boost loans following a sharp slowdown in April. And corporate execs at the World Economic Forum strike gloomy tone on the plan for a downturn. Maybe they're missing the snow, but certainly they're a little bit gloomier at Davos uh, this time around. UK Flash Composite PMI falls to its lowest level since Feb 2021. And uh, the UBS and JP Morgan downgrading China and Eurozone business growth slowed in May, but stayed resilient. What to expect today? Well, that uh, NYSE Fang Plus index slumped 4.6%. European markets also ease Stock 50 down 1.6. FTSE down 0.4. CAC down 1.7. And DAX down 1.8%. So uh, it's going to be a bit of a struggle today. To say the least, yesterday was a bit of a struggle as well. Of course, it's all about tech stocks, and we're seeing a divergence between miners, which are doing relatively well at the moment, and banks, which are holding up very well at the moment. Whether that's a flight to quality or a flight to safety remains to be seen. But they are certainly holding up. Remarkably well, so that 's keeping our index looking not too bad at the top line, but uh, underneath, as they say, the little duck is paddling away furiously, and there are some serious losses occurring in some stock 's new farm, big casualty yesterday Sumitomo sold out a fifteen point nine percent stake that they 've held for twelve years, so uh, plenty going on, and of course, the uh, Tab Corp demerger yesterday, uh, some people I saw on Facebook discussion groups, not ours, thankfully. Because we have educated and informed members, but some of the people on other less responsible, I guess. uh, Groups had uh, some of their members scratching their heads as to why Tabcorp had collapsed. And they were looking at stop losses and buying the dip and all this sort of rubbish. But there you go. Shows you have to be informed. Albo says, drop the trade bans and we will talk. This is to China, of course. Albo uh, has his first overseas excursion uh, within a day of being uh, sworn in by the Governor-General and uh, Albo was in meeting with uh, Japan and uh, India and the US on trade, etc. It was part of the Quad. Global tax deal with 139 countries will not be up and running next year, says Matthias Cormann. Of course, uh, Matthias now is the head of the OECD and there was much trumpeting and much fanfare of a new global tax deal. But it is struggling to get up. Good for tech stocks, I guess. And we've had uh, some uh, company-specific stuff out this morning. Fisher & Paykel has declined to give guidance after net profit fell 28%, revenue down 15%, gross margins down 59 basis points, and a 22 225 5 uh, New Zealand dollar dividend was declared. Looking at global steel production in April, slid 5.1%. That was according to the World Steel Association's latest monthly report. China saw a 5.2% reduction in steel production, which, let's face it, if global is 5.1 and China is 5.2, you know where the global steel production is made, and that is in China. 92.8 million tonnes of steel produced, and the rest of the world accounted for around 70-odd million tonnes. And today, the RBNZ, which is the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, Is set to raise rates by around half a percent. We have 10 year yields uh, in the US 2.75, so they've come off a long, long way. Wasn't that long ago, they were over 3%. Australia, though, pushing up to 3.51, Germany 0.96%. I think that Australian rate's actually wrong. I think it should be 3.31, so let's not get too worried about that. They certainly were 3.31 last night when I did the end of day report. Local energy prices set to rise. Wholesale gas prices have doubled. We are getting tomorrow, I think, we are getting news from the regulator as far as energy prices go. It looks like the coalition held off that report during the election cycle as they were keen to trumpet energy price declines. I think that's all coming to a bit of an end. And BGH has increased its Virtus bid to $8.15 after buying a large parcel on the market and under takeover rules. If you pay more than the bid on the market, you have to increase that for everyone. So they're now paying $8.15 there. Question of the day today, this goes to, I guess, SNAP. What is your go-to economic indicator? What is your canary in the coal mine to show where the economy is? In the US, they're taking a long bow and drawing some major conclusions from the SNAP, especially the commentary Uh, coming out of Snap in terms of the deterioration in the U.S. economy and the outlook for advertisers, especially small business, on their platform. So what is your go-to economic indicator? What to you is that uh, weird signal, the canary in the coal mine, that suggests to you where the economy is going? Maybe the price of cappuccinos in Perth or the price of cappuccinos elsewhere in the country or house prices or whatever it is. Love to hear your thoughts and comments on that. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over, as usual, to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights there. It's always a great group. 3,500 plus members helping each other. Members helping members is our motto. And, of course, there are three other wonderful streams of consciousness in the Marcus Today world. There is the Morning Meeting podcast, which is the fly on the wall. Look at uh, what we're talking about in our morning meeting. The On The Desk podcast, where the team in Melbourne talk about things that are pressing on their Minds at the moment, all things financial, and my On the Couch podcast, which uh, looks at fund managers and CEOs and things that I find interesting and hope that you will find interesting as well. And last night, I recorded a On the Couch session with the CEO of uh, ASX-listed uranium company, live from Zurich, uh, where the, uh, the CEO was traveling across Europe and into the US and Canada. So a really interesting look at uranium what's happening in the uranium market the things driving the uranium market and of course some stock specific stuff on his particular company and their project in South Australia and the Northern Territory and elsewhere so that's really interesting I'll be editing that today and uh, releasing that in the next few days so um, I would strongly recommend if you've got an interest in uranium have a listen to that but that's it from me today thanks very much for listening and may the trading gods be with you